so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season six, episode 21, Witness, which aired on March 9th, 1991, and is the one with the cheese man that we've been waiting for. Not the Harrison Ford film. No, not the Harrison Ford film From the Witness. 80s. Yes. Yeah. Um, With Kelly McGillis, also a lesbian. Oh. That doesn't really help the listeners because... Well, they know that Christy McNichol was in this episode who also became a lesbian. Oh, okay. Yes. Sure. They were like, oh yeah, he's of course talking about Christy McNichol. <laughs> who made um, a special guest appearance as a regular on Empty Nest. Uh, well, Thanksgiving is over. Thank God. It's been a nice, long, hopefully relaxing week. No, it hasn't. It hasn't for you? I don't like the holidays. They Why? stress me out. I like the holiday season, but I don't like the holidays. I'm not I'm not a foodie, so I don't give a fuck about the food. And I don't I don't really I like getting together with people and like having fun and stuff, but I don't like the forced as our my friend Brandy Barber says, the forced merriment of it. Like I don't like forced merriment. I don't like being forced into being happy about something. You know what I mean? I like to organically get to the happy place. Okay. And I feel like the holidays force you to be happy. Just oh. At a party, be happy. I had a great time. Well, that's good. I've been off since <laughs> I had Wednesday through Sunday off. Yeah. It was amazing. I didn't. I worked. I know. Yeah. But I did have a great I did have a great night before Thanksgiving, a very unexpected night where I, you know, partied and danced all night. And then people came back to my place and we drank a little bit more and we watched Selena. <gasps> we watched, well, we watched. Como the, la flor. Oh, no, I love it. We, we, a bitty bitty bamba. <laughs> I love Selena. Watched, Selena Quintanilla. Oh, we watched rest in the peace. first five minutes of Selena, the film, the JLo film. And then we quickly were like, let's just watch real performances of Selena. And Oh, my, that's a great idea. Yeah. And so my friend Michael, who's like obsessed with Selena, um, took charge and just started playing Selena performances. Did and he put on Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb? No, because I, I, that wasn't his favorite song. And I will say in it, he is a legit, you know, Selena fan mm-hmm. in that, like, he grew up listening to Selena. Mm-hmm. He is like, uh, I don't know if he's, he was, his family's Mexican, Mexican heritage. So like, I know he has, you know, the connection to the Selena's music. And, uh, and yeah, he was, it was, it was a fun night. We were just listening to Selena. Cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I didn't know much about Selena, but now I've been listening more to her, and I'm mm. into it. I'm into it. What a loss! I know she was only like 22. She was very young. This 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 podcast got derailed real quick. Yeah, <laughs> started with lesbians, ended on Selena. Not a lesbian. Not a lesbian. No. Um. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I do and, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And if you turkey lurkey. Yeah. Oh, turkey lurkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Also, also, I will say this about my friend, who my friend Michael, who was a Selena fan. He's a rare person who says he had done because you know how everyone's like, "I'm a, I'm Dorothy" or "I'm Blanche." Like that's usually the two that they say. Mm-hmm. I usually say I'm Rose, but like very rarely do you meet someone who says that they're Sophia. I'm a Sophia. I, I'm saying you two are very rare. <laughs> it's rare to have someone say they're a Sophia. He's a Sophia. You're a mm-hmm. Sophia. That's strange. Not many people will admit to that. But you're not really a Sophia. Who am I? I think you're more kind of a Dorothy. You think so? I do. 
You think so? I do because you're so detail-oriented. Sophia wasn't detail-oriented. Sophia didn't care about the details. She just cared about the quips. I'm quippy. You're quippy, but you don't, you're not mean. Sophia's actually kind of mean. I can be mean. You cannot be mean. Yeah, yes, I can. No, you can't. Those jeans are too gray. You can't be mean. I'm be I'm being mean right now. I'm saying I don't think you win the Sophia thing. Whereas Michael, I think, is actually very much a Sophia. Because he's mean? He's not mean. He's just he doesn't care about people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he's Sophia. Yeah. Anyway, 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 that was my Thanksgiving. Well, speaking of Sophia, let's jump right in. Mm-hmm. Sophia looks so strange without her glasses. She does. A totally different. I, it, but, so, but Estelle Getty looked strange without the wig and the everything. I mean, she just looked totally like a different person. Well, yeah, but then I see her as Estelle Getty, but when I look at Sophia and I'm like, what? Like, it's the, when she doesn't wear her glasses, I realized how much, how big a part those glasses are of yeah. her character. Yeah. Um, she lost them. She lost her glasses. She lost her glasses. She comes into the living room with, we're starting the episode, guys, by the yes. way. Um, she comes into the living room with the binoculars yeah. on. I think that's really funny. I think that that was a pretty smart fix, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, I'm getting to that point where I can't see like my computer without glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad. You might need some readers. <laughs> uh, and then Barbara comes by, oh, Barbara. played by Christy McNichol, who a lesbian, the lesbian mentioned yes, at the top of she's the show. A lesbian. Um, now, Christy McNichol as Barbara, as you guys all know, uh, Barbara is from Empty Nest and aired the same night as the Golden Girls, and yeah, so this, right after the Golden Girls, right after the Golden Girls, and this episode marks uh, one of two appearances by Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also in the uh, Midwinter Night's Dream episode yeah. that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, and she comes by because I love that Sophia lost her glasses and called the police (laughs) to report them, to report them stolen. I mean, I would, I mean, if it's important to you, it it was very sweet that Barbara came by to like, let her know, uh, that, you know, they, they, they can't really, they don't really do that. That's not what they're looking for. Um, but then what, one of my favorite, I love the exchange that Barbara has with Blanche, when she's like, um, uh, we've also been getting some noise complaints from the neighbors. Which neighbors? Well, me. Which noise? Well, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, get EMFs. I pay my taxes. And she slams the door on her. Which is so, do you ever worry about that? I mean, you don't have, your bedroom, I don't think, faces neighbors, but mine does. My, my bedroom wall Well, does. we have upstairs neighbors. Oh, do you and- ever worry about getting too loud with Stan? No. 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 Are you guys quiet people, though? I mean, yeah, we're not super loud. See, I, I'm a moaner. Uh-huh. I like to get loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to yeah. yell a little bit. And uh, I do often. There used to, a child used to live next door to <laughs> oh, me. Oh, no. Um, but not anymore. But they never said anything. So, and I have some sex. So, like, you know. I feel I feel like I'm in an okay environment with my level of volume. Yeah, that's also the kind of thing where like that's what you sign up for when you get an apartment. Yeah, you're gonna hear some moaning. Yeah, you, you know, know, get 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 some noise cancellation headphones, pop I, them on your kid. Put it, yeah, done. Yeah, kid, lullabies. Yeah, not moaning. all that good stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff. Um, so meanwhile, Rose has been dating a man named Carl. Mm, my father's name. Carl. Carl with a C. Also, and my brother's name, the name of the uncle in, wait, no, the father in Family Matters, Matters, Carl Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. 
What other Carls can we name? Carl's Jr. There's a lot of Carls out there. Carl Reiner. Yeah. Carl Marx. I think this is dead. Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Brendy Carlisle. Um, Carl. Belinda uh, Carlisle. Belinda. Brendy? Oh, no. Brandy Carlisle is also a singer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Carl is played by, um, an actor named Barney Martin on everything. Yeah. Who was, he played Morty in Seinfeld. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of people know him from. Um, but anyway, Rose is a little torn because she's still in love with Miles, who, as we all know, is in the witness protection program. I hate Miles. So now Rose admits that she had a naughty dream about Miles, Carl, and Captain Kangaroo. Oh my God. I have such a story about Captain Kangaroo. He isn't, was an asshole. Well, first, before you tell your story, (laughs) do you think that she had a dream about Captain Kangaroo because she dated Mr. Terrific? And she kind of has a thing for like hosting children hosts. I don't know. Well, she, we know she's an animal person and Captain Kangaroo clearly was an animal person. But he wasn't an animal. He was was not not an animal. Kangaroo. He was a human. He was a human who enjoyed animals. We should make sure that we, yeah. Um, I don't even remember the origins of Captain Kangaroo, but I think it was probably like a three-way situation where, but it wasn't like a traditional sexual three-way. Like, like it, it wasn't an Eiffel Tower. Cause that actually, I think you only need, <sighs> they were talking four people. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> oh, killed me. No, it wasn't an Eiffel Tower. Cause we have to remember Rose's sex dreams aren't traditional sex dreams. Like she's not, it doesn't go in the normal way. Like she's probably sitting on a bed, like combing her hair while like eating bacon or something. Oh, I think she's sitting, I think she's sitting next to like a herring stream. Well, and like Miles is just like petting her. Like people are just petting her. There's no penetration. And maybe she's wearing like white linen or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's eating cheese. She's eating cheese. Of course she's eating cheese. And, 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 you know, and Carl's feeding her cheese and Captain Kangaroo is bringing over a goat for her to pet. Mm -hmm. And Miles is just petting her thigh. And that's how she has sex. (laughs) I could see that being her dream. Yeah. Wow. I really liked that. Uh, I, I really liked the creativity that was behind that. Thank you. Um, Captain Kangaroo. I met him at a, like oh. a, a kid's thing when I was a kid, like five or something. It was like a thing in St. Louis. And, and I, I was in line and I was so like eager to meet him or whatever. And then he like some kid passed and he like, he, I, I overheard a dirty remark or a bad remark he said about the kid. And I being a shit little piece of shit kid that I was, I was like, I, I was next in line to hear him, and I heard this remark, and I went to, turned to my dad and was like, said loudly so that Captain Kangaroo could hear it. I don't want to meet Captain Kangaroo. Wow. Thank you. Look at you. Thank you. Standing up I for your I want to find principles. out when he died. Go on. Okay. So. Um, See if I killed him. Meanwhile, <laughs> in Blanche land, um, Blanche is going to be authenticating her family tree. At the Daughters of the Old South initiation banquet. Did you say this was a real thing? Uh, Daughters of the South? Daughters of the Old South? I don't know if it's it's a, a real thing or I know Daughters of the American Revolution. Oh, okay. Is, I think that's what they're called. And I won an award in high school from them. Oh, okay. I had to give a speech. Okay. And I was like, I'm not a daughter. I thought it was like a gay thing. So Blanche is, uh, you know, looking back at her, at her family tree. Um, and, uh, at this time, Sophia comes in (laughs) wearing these really thick, uh, sunglasses. I love Dorothy's line when she's like, ladies and gentlemen, Roy Orbison. (laughs) My dad loves Roy Orbison. 
and Sophia's like, yeah, these glasses work great, whatever. Who's the black guy? <laughs> Talking about Blanche, which is a really funny thing to set up because now for the rest of the scene, um, Dorothy makes a discovery. You guys all know where we're going with this. I feel like Dorothy looking at this piece of paper and knowing what it means for Blanche. Yeah. It must have been like Christmas Day for her. I mean, yes and no. I mean, she likes catching Blanche in this little moment because it totally shatters the identity that Blanche has set up for herself in a way. But on another level, she's probably also like, that's got to be, that's a lifetime shaker. That's like, what, I'm that? I had no idea. You know what I mean? It's like finding out, I don't know. Because that Southern identities are so huge. Yeah, no kidding. Like, huge. Um, whereas, like, Northerners are just like, yeah, we're everything. <laughs> well, the way that the way the conversation plays out, I love it. So Dorothy's kind of looking over the papers, and she's deedle, like... Deedle, 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 oh, dumb. <laughs> so good. She's like, I hate telling you this, Blanche. That's not true. I look forward to telling you this. <laughs> and she says that her, you know, great-grandmother or whatever is a little out far outside of Georgia. How far outside of Georgia? Buffalo. You're a Yankee, Blanche. A Yankee doodle. You are that Yankee Yankee doodle gal. It's so good. And then she's like, oh. And then Blanche looks at it and she's like, oh. And did I mention her last name is Feldman? (laughs) Like for Blanche to know like. That she's a Jew. That she's. A, a northern that her great grandmother. We're not even talking like not that far back. No, no that's was a like, Jewish woman from New York. Is yeah. I mean she's it, it, she's she might as well say like Dorothy might as well say I am your great grandmother. I don't know what like the Jewish law is with that, but I bet she probably could claim like you know Jewish stuff. Like she could say she's a Jew. Like she would be a Jew in the eyes of Israel or something because it's maternal. Mm-hmm. So like her yeah. I think so. I'm not sure, though. I would love to have seen Blanche, like, go down your road and have a journey and have, like, a bat mitzvah as an adult and just really (laughs) embrace it. Um, She's more Jewish than I am. Blanche's? In terms of heritage. Yeah, Because I only have, I I, I found out I'm 0.01% Ashkenazi Jew, which means that somewhere along the line, someone in my gene pool found a Jew, married her, made her convert to whatever religion they mm-hmm. were and that was the last of the Jewish line. Oh. Yeah. But there's a Jew there's a Jew in my mix. Somewhere in there. Way way back. That's it. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah, yeah I'm 23 and me guys, you find out so much stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm also 99 no 99.7% like European. <laughs> so yeah. I'm nothing. You're very European. Yes, I am. I got the thighs. <laughs> Uh, there's a great, uh, line where Sophia, she's just sitting there the whole time and she leaves, uh, after Blanche is having her freak out and she's like, I'll be damned. The black guy is prejudiced. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Now we meet, we finally meet Carl who's with Rose at the door. Yes. I didn't, I am meeting. I mean, we all know Carl is a cheese man, right? But he is off the bat, like so inquisitive about Miles. Like he wants to go away with Rose for the weekend, but she's like, you know, I'm still whatever. I'm kind of like, I'm still kind of, you know, into this guy. And he's like, it's because of this Miles guy. Where is he now? What's he been up to? What's he doing? Where is he? Like he's so 
I'm like, dude, you're supposed like relax. Yeah, but he's clearly not the smartest. She's not the smartest. Oh God, my like <laughs> that whole scene with them at the door. Oh. oh God, Rose. Oh God. Oh, so painful. Oh, when he's like, I'll I'll give you a ring, and she's like, Oh, I couldn't accept jewelry, and he's like, No, no, I'll 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 call you. I'll I'll call you on the phone. I will call you on the telephone. It's like a whole. Uh, it's a, it was a painful moment, but yeah. I mean, it also makes you love Rose even more. Yeah, she's sweet. Yeah. So, oh God, and then Miles. Miles shows up. Miles. I Miles. You all Miles, know how Miles. I feel about Miles. I don't. I, I don't care for him. Miles, who's in the witness protection program, who's living on an Amish farm. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Well, he knows the cheese man is still alive. Yes. And he just shows up and he's like, hey, I want to stay for the night. Also, change clothes. Like, change, don't wear your Amish clothes because now you're in like civilian territory. Oh, yeah. He's Someone's gonna, gonna stand You're going to stand out, dude. Also, he said, he said that he took uh, the horse, he took a horse and buggy stand to get there. Stand out even more. Right. So now you're talking about a man mm-hmm. who's taking a horse and buggy also, from like Lancaster County, Pennsylvania to Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Right? A man who's in the witness protection program who is going to be like people are going to be looking at him left and right. Also, that's a fucking David Lynch film. Also, you're like, well, OK, how long is he on the road for? Maybe he just traveled at night when people wouldn't see him. This is not no, the no, Underground no. Railroad. If he's in Amish country, he is. In Lancaster County, let's say, which means he's 1,180 miles from there to Miami, Miami, okay? yes. Takes a horse and carriage an average of 8 to 12 hours to travel 50 miles. At that rate, a horse and carriage could cover 100 to 150 miles in 24 hours, including stops to rest and eat. Let's split the diff and say 125 miles in 24 hours. For miles to travel... 1,180 1, miles. I realize we have miles and miles here. It's a lot of the word miles. It would take him 226.56 hours or 9.4 days. So we're talking nine and a half days is this asshole on a horse and buggy. If the horse if the horse can maintain all that, too. You have to keep that in mind. Right. Like horses have to sleep. Horses have to shit. Horses have to eat. And I know there are those of you out there being like, oh, you guys, just let it go. But please understand that I care about Rose. Well, and I, and also, I think that Miles is being very selfish right now. You all know that I am not a CSI Golden Girls fan like Carrie is. However... Carrie took a lot of time before we started recording doing math to figure this out. I hope I did it right. It's kind of late. And and uh, I think we should all commend her math here. I will I will applaud for you. Oh, thank you. Everyone's applauding at home as well. Um, so a uh, couple of great jokes when the women come out into the living room. Um, Blanche is like, sees Miles dressed as a rabbi or, or dressed as an Amish man. I ruined the joke. And she goes, boy, you find out you're a Jew with a dilemma and these rabbis just come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Which is also funny because he's also working wood. Yeah. You know, doing what he's doing. Um, <laughs> and then Miles is like, I was hoping to play a trick on you. And Sophia goes, silly rabbi, tricks are for kids. What <laughs> Which, a great joke. Well, that's not a joke. That's just like a fun play on words. No, but, that's a joke. I mean, silly rabbi, it, tricks are for kids. It's Mitchell cute. Hurwitz it wrote cute. this episode. It was cute. I loved it. Good um, job, Mitchell. <laughs> I'm just like, I just, 
I'm so mad at Miles. And also he's like, no, don't call me Miles. My name's Samuel Plankmaker now. And I'm like, all right. She called you Miles forever. Then yeah. you were like, fuck that. My name's Nick. And she's and like, now you're okay, Samuel. I'll call, I'll call you Nick now. And now he's like, no, call me Samuel. I hate Miles. And remember, back in the day, we used to call him Arnie. Yeah. So like. Pick a name, Pick dude. a name. Pick a name. Fuck. <laughs> That's a Sex in the City reference that you don't even know. Nope. Pick a date. Pick a date. Do you know how lucky you are? Never mind. No. People um, listening might, and I will, you can Facebook me. Uh, uh, Rose is understandably upset that Miles is back. Yes. She's like, how am I supposed to heal with That's him so here? That's so true. That's so real. That's so mm-hmm. raw. Yeah. That's so real. No, it is. Like, if you if you feel like you're finally over somebody and then all of a sudden something about them pops back into your life and it's like, fuck you. Why? I go, I go back to that Friends episode where Monica is just starting to get over Tom Selleck. Mm. She's finally gotten over him and then she sees him at a video store. Yeah. And then they end up having dinner and then they end up, like, having to almost, like, re-break up again. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's get to the banquet. The banquet and those outfits. Oy. Those, the outfits were amazing. Dorothy looked like. Like a Greek goddess. I was thinking she, she almost looked like a captain of a cruise ship. Like a female captain. But like a very fancy one. Yeah. Like where they do performances of like, please don't tell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like a fancy one. Yes. And Blanche looked, she was a vision in different colors of orange. It mm-hmm. was like a, I don't even know the shades, but I mean. It was like a sherbet. I was thinking that. I was thinking it was like an ice cream yeah, thing. Like yeah, like a push pop. Well, I want some ice cream. I will say. <laughs> I'm not a foodie. <laughs> I found those Confederate flags to be unsettling. Well, yes, but it, we ha- we should not go down that rabbit hole. Only because I will say that it was 1991, right? Yeah. And 1991, the Confederate flags were state flags in some states still. And it wasn't, it wasn't, we can't look at history through the lens of 2017. Sure, I'm just saying it was We have to look at it through 1991. unsettling to see them. And yes, it I know is, it, yes. was the Georgia, it was the Georgia state flag for a while. And when I lived in Georgia, I used to see them hanging from uh, people's houses. I remember being on the beach once and seeing a girl in a Confederate flag bikini. Yeah. And it's I was like, Ooh. It's really, I mean, every, all around where I grew up in the trucks and stuff, they all had the little Confederate flag logo. And it's, it's gross and it's disgusting. Yes. However, we shouldn't. You know, I did, however, like Dorothy's um, joke where she's like, it's remarkable that you couldn't get federal funding for this. <laughs> um, True. So because this is a because it's a banquet, all the women always go to banquets. And um, Carl has come along with Rose, mm-hmm. you know, because just because she has a date. She's the only one who ever gets any. If you really think about it, I mean, Blanche gets some too, I guess. But like Rose consistently gets the D. Yeah, she's been doing good lately. Yeah. Um, So Carl excuses himself to make a phone call. And again, he is he has to call his mother. He's going to call his mother. Um, he's he's very bad at what he does because he he's in a public place. <laughs> he he says he, his name out loud. Yeah. He's like, hello, Billy Club. It's me, Moran, the cheese man. And, every, and the whole audience is like, ooh, when he yeah. says the cheese man. And he's like, I need some fake ID to get out of the country. I think my girlfriend's about to blab. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love the guy's name is Billy Club. But also what we find out later on 
is going to make this scene even more ridiculous. But let's continue. We'll, okay. we'll get to it. So, um, so now the you know the the ceremony has started. Oh, there's a reenactment. There's a civil war reenactment. There's a civil war reenactment. Is, oh, okay. I like that it was like female soldiers. I do like that. That's very. I mean, I'm like just coming off of seeing Wonder Woman, so wow. Um, yeah, they a little, a little late to that part. Gal Gadot, I know, I know. <laughs> Gal Gadot, uh, they, she's amazing. She's amazing. Israeli. She's so good. Yeah. Um, so the the and then the, the the women start, you know, talking about their lineage, mm-hmm. and we are once again graced with the appearance of the actor Beth Grant, mm-hmm. who was in episode four. Uh, she was in uh, Rose Fights Back um, as who, uh, a woman who worked for Enrique Mas. Let's all remember her career breaking role, which was in Speed. Yes. She, she was, also was in so speed. good in Speed. I loved her in Speed. I, I I think I cried to her in Speed. Oh, you did? I think she had an emotional moment. Yeah, Aww. I think I I think I cried. Oh. Yeah. Aww. That's it. Well, anyway. <laughs> she's going through um all of her things yeah. and what what are they saying? What's the name? Cuz they're going Cloud Liberty. <laughs> yeah, well, they're naming like relatives. They're right. naming Right. What I'm asking is Spell that last name for me, because here's how it sounds. Claude Leverdi. L-I-V-E-O-R-D-I-E. Leverdi. That's what it sounds like they're saying. Leverdi. Leverdi. I'm like, is it liver day? Leverdi. But they go Leverdi. Leverdi. Claude Leverdi. Claude. My grandpa's name was Claude. My other grandpa. Harold and Claude. No, that's Harold and Maude. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, anyway, Claude Little Die. Once sold horseshoes to a Union soldier. Soldier. So she, Beth Grant is out. Mm-hmm. And Blanche is like, oy vey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Blanche gets up there and starts her spiel. She's so nervous. You could feel the tension in the and room. And when she gets to daughter of Feldman of Buffalo, a woman literally faints. <laughs> I love how dramatic but these women Dorothy. are. But I love Dorothy. Dorothy is so proud of her. Yeah, she is. Dorothy is beaming because she's because Blanche is proving herself to be a good person, an honest person, mm-hmm. and embracing her heritage in the way that she, her true heritage, not the heritage that they want her to be. Mm-hmm. You know, she's being yeah, herself. Yeah, she could have gotten up there and she could have lied. lied. She could have figured out something. Mm-hmm. But no, she didn't. She she was herself. And yes, she's still like, please let me be in the club. Oh, ladies, let my people in. <laughs> and but then she alas, gets into her no. Pepe monologue. Yeah. Hath not a Yankee eyes. Hath not a Yankee hands. If you prick us, do we not bleed? <laughs> Screw you. You lost the wall anyway. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Which is like collectively, no offense to our southern listeners, but collectively, you lost the war. Sure. You know, there's a Dixie Stampede in Branson, Missouri. It's it's a Dolly Parton themed like like um like like what's the medieval knights sort of restaurant show thing? Oh, like and the like the um uh oh my god, why like, am I like show theater, like medieval yeah, knights? Why, but why is that why is that blinking? Medieval times. That's what it is. That's yes. what I mean. Medieval times. Anyway, and so this Dixie Stampede is like that, but they do a reenactment of the Civil War. Now, when I was a German foreign exchange student, all the Germans came over to my high school. We went on this big trip to Branson, Missouri, and we went. We took them to this show. Why I don't know. And the Germans were so confused because they were like, "Why do you celebrate the Civil? You celebrate slavery." <laughs> and and they were so lost. And then the South 
wins in the show. And the Germans were like, no, why, why, why is, do you still hate black people? Were they rewriting history? No, they just, it's it's like a game performance thing. And, and the South won that night, I guess. Maybe it shouldn't be a choose your own adventure when it's real history. I know it was insane. (laughs) It was insane. Oh God. That's just, that's how fake news gets started. (laughs) I told you about how, when I, when I went to college in Georgia, uh, friends of mine who I worked with, um, waiting tables who had grown up there were like, oh yeah, we were taught in school growing up, our textbooks were taught that we were defending states' rights. Wow. And that that's, that that's what the Civil War was about, is that we were trying to defend I mean, states' rights. on some level, that was part of it, yes. There was sort of like a... That was like the technicality part of it. There like, was the technicality, but there were some people because there was, I mean, just in terms of historical terms, there was an idea of this was the economy that they had, that, that the Constitution had allowed them. Essentially, that George Washington's constitution from the beginning of the country had allowed them to exist in this way. And then all of a sudden, this man, this new president, that is, I guess at the time, no longer his president because they split. But Oh, I was, was like, saying, yeah, no, he's no longer president. Was he died. Saying, <laughs> was saying, no, you need to completely change your economic system. Imagine if someone comes in and said, like a president comes in and says, we're getting rid of Wall Street. We're getting rid of all of this. No longer are we going to have an economic trade in this well, way. Well, I think based and on moral grounds. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but, but that, was, that was sort of like on some level the fear and also the it's rampant racism, like mm-hmm. rampant ingrained racism of people having learned something over hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. It was gross. It was gross. But it was also like for sociologically fascinating to see – how people react to that kind of change mm. and that kind of sudden change, you know, and then how it, how that change doesn't just change overnight. Like even when slavery is abolished hundreds of years later, a hundred some years later, kids are still learning that it was a fucking state's rights issue. Yeah. Like it's still, it still isn't resolved. Yeah. It's fascinating and tragic. End of rant. Sorry guys. History. <laughs> um, also to all of those women in the room who are fainting and clutching their pearls, like every single person in that room is an immigrant. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, come on, guys. Yeah. Show me here who's a native of the land. Ugh. None of your families. Go fuck yourselves. Anyway, back at home, <laughs> Miles is just making himself at home. He is not even in his Amish getup anymore. He's sweater. He's just like, here I am. I am Miles, everyone. He might as well get a plane to sky ride it over Miami. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, Rose, what? Are you seeing someone else? like how dare you yeah you left dude how dare you probably even ask that question planking someone in your place samuel plank maker <gasps> wow hate him yeah <laughs> he how dare he how dare he but they don't even have time yeah to really get into that argument because the cheese man walks in <gasps> And and Miles doesn't even say his name for quite a while. Can I say, I've held a gun before. I've shot a gun before. The cheese man does not know how to hold a gun. Oh, he does not know how to hold a gun. No. When Dorothy walks over to him and she was like, but it's so shiny. She's touching it. Is this a cult? His arm is fully extended. Yeah. And Dorothy's touching it. And I'm like, she could just take that thing and turn it around on you right now. They, no, it's it's. Have you not seen an Angelina Jolie movie? I will also say I don't know that Barbara knows how to hold a gun either. Oh yeah, well no, no. Her gun was tiny. I guess it was supposed to fit in her, her purse. Yeah, she hits her hits her off duty gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
And she's tiny too. Very skinny. Mm-hmm. Very skinny. Yeah, mini. she looked good. Yeah, she looked good. Um, you brought up a good point because when uh, the cheese man pulls out a gun, Rose is like, oh, oh boy, you guys can't be fighting. Over. We mean, can't do this. So cute. So adorable. I want, I want men to fight over me. I want that to happen. But as not it, with as, a gun. As, well, if, that, if that's where it goes, it's where it goes. But I want someone to fight over me. What you said that I thought was funny is you were like, this is now the second episode that we've covered recently yeah. where Rose doesn't know how she to work around a know, gun. She doesn't know how to react to a gun. Yeah. Literally the last episode, someone holds up the dog show that she's covering for the news station. Instead of being like, oh, God, a gun. Hide, hide. Cover the gun story. No, she covers the dog <laughs> story chubby instead. man looks like his bulldog. Yeah, in this episode, too, <laughs> she's like... It's all about love. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the doorbell rings. Yeah. And um, also, the cheese man is yelling. He's going like, nobody make a sound. I'm going to kill the old lady. And then it's like. Yeah. Ugh. So but anyway. Then, so the doorbell rings and Sophia hears the door. And what does the cheese man say? Oh, he goes, don't make a move, old lady. And she goes, nice way to talk to your mother, pussycat. I love it. she doesn't have her glasses on. I love it. Um. Barbara, it's Barbara. Barbara mm-hmm. found her glasses. Yeah. Um, Dreyfus had taken Dreyfus them. Dreyfus took them off the lanai. Uh, yeah, and she puts them on. She turns around. I hope she cleaned them. Probably. She turns around, and Sophia's like, oh, it's the cheese man. And like Blanche is all like, how do you know the cheese man? He's been on the America's Most Wanted. Love that show. America's <laughs> Most Wanted like six times. So like that goes back to the banquet scene, the, the problem with the banquet mm-hmm. scene. If this man has been seen on... America's Most Wanted You're six times. It. You're doing I it. I am. Go I know. Ahead. Keep going. Know. Keep going. What else? <laughs> like, why would he not wear a disguise? Why would he right. go out in public like that? Right. <laughs> Carrie's eyes, guys, are I terrifying am, right I now. I love it. Yeah, yeah, you're going there. Yeah. The gears are turning. This is okay, where it ends. let's dig in a little bit deeper. No. Where has he been staying while he's wanna, been in town? That I will not go into, and I will not bore our listeners. Has with he been that. using a fake ID? Because we know he called Billy yes, Club to get more fake ID. Why does he need more? He needs another one so he can get rid of this old alias. Mm. You got to drop that old alias. I'm so proud of you. But no, but it does. It is like that part. mm, No, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. There are no bad ideas. Safe space. That's literally all I have. It was just it was just a stupid line. It was like, you know. Like, she should recognize him from... It would be a better thing if she recognized him from something random. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, yeah, you're the nephew of someone of my brother from the Scarboni family or the whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been... Like, it would have been great if we could have found a family connection to the cheese man and it wound up being Dorothy's cousin. Hmm. You know what I mean? So you think a fun twist where he's related to them? Or just like a... Of course we're related to the cheese man, you know? Oh, I like that. That's, an, that's a good yeah. pitch. Thank you. Um, so, uh, uh, so yeah, so he's holding them all up. Barbara has now come inside. Rose is all like, well, you're in, you're in bad luck, dude, because it's, you're, Barbara's a cop. In a dress without a gun. So basically what you have here is a crossing guard thing. (laughs) Very cute. That's a cute line. She was, you know, I have to say about Christy McNichol, guys, 1995, she decided to leave acting. She got sick of acting. Some say that she had a meltdown. She had very mental issues. And in 2012, oh, my air conditioning just turned on, guys. Alexa. Turn off living room. Okay. Uh, In 2012, she came out in People Magazine as a lesbian because she wanted to help kids stop getting bullied. Good for her. Yeah, Christy McNichol, guys. Trailblazer. Looks great in pink. That's purple. Oh, wait, what? 
She was wearing purple. I thought she was wearing pink. I think she was wearing purple. <gasps> One of us is colorblind. I mean, Who you guys it? let us know. Uh, so yeah, so so the, the, the cheese man's like, we're gonna lock you in, ladies, in the closet, and Miles and I are gonna go have a conversation. I kind of would have been okay if that's just how it ended. <laughs> Me too, actually. I'm ready for Miles to go away. Um, I forget. Do we see Miles again? Yes, we do. Because yeah. mid midwinter night yeah. dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Men love my cupcakes. Um, I almost said muffins. My cupcakes. Um, So Barbara ends up having a gun in her purse that she pulls on the cheese man. Yeah. And just like walks him outside. Mm -hmm. I I mean, here's here's what I love and here's what I don't love. I love that Barbara's just like, I got this. Like this giant man. I'm a tiny woman in a dress with a purse, but like in a tiny gun. But like, I got this. And at the same time, I'm like. Maybe just, like, let a couple other people go outside with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's like, call the station for backup. And everybody just kind of stands there for a minute. I'm like, come on. And then she's like, and I need handcuffs, quick. And everyone turns to Blanche. And then she's like, oh, I'll let you borrow mine. But be careful with them. They're a gift. Yeah. (sighs) Which, I mean, I don't want to ever be handcuffed in bed. I like being choked. Oh, <laughs> we are. Okay. Is this not where we're going? Not are handcuffed. We? No, I just would never be handcuffed. I wouldn't want to be handcuffed because I'm so ticklish. So to even, I wouldn't be able oh, to concentrate because I would be so scared that somebody would tickle me under my arms. And then you'd be afraid if you farted or something. No, I would just be more afraid of being tickled. Mm, okay. That would, that's my fear. being tickled. Yeah, same actually. Um, so uh, Miles is now a free man. Yes. So he's like, Rose, we can be together. Again, I think what I do don't I think that I, he says he's going to get out of the witness protection program, which is something that you can do. Yeah. They often advise not to do it because even when these big, powerful men in the mob or whatever are put away, first of all, he can hire a hit from within prison. He yeah. still has people in the outside world. Never so, seen the Godfather. So I still think that it's unwise for Miles to stay. Not me. I want Miles dead. Right. But that's not going to happen, right? Ugh. We know he's he's here to stay. Yeah, I guess so. And then I'm pretty sure it's just never brought up again. Yeah. So we can assume that like... I like how they felt they needed to close this because maybe they needed to bring Miles back. I don't know. I don't know why this became a storyline. Wait, the witness... Pro- I mean, this yeah. closes the witness protection storyline. Yeah, but I don't know line. why it became such a dramatic storyline. Like it just, it just, it felt so like, like why give such drama to a character that isn't a primary character on a show? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that the storylines that they do with like Dorothy and Stan, I think are very relatable, very down to earth stories. I think some of the stories that they do and, you know, especially with this storyline, this arc with Miles being in the witness protection, I think it was them wanting to get a little bit more like not silly, but just a little bit more like less down to earth, like a little bit more heightened, a little bit more, you know. Because, like, when you think of all the Dorothy and Stan storylines throughout the seasons, they're all so great and so grounded in reality and yeah. so emotional. Because, and these ones are a little bit... Dorothy would never do that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Or B. Arthur would be like, um, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'll, pu- I'll, I'll put my, my hand into a vase after taking a ring out of a baked potato, but... That is the line. Yeah. That is the line. Um, yeah. Yeah, so now they're going to be together forever. Yeah. End of of episode. Yeah. 
great. I liked it though. I totally a, forgot that this was the I'm a failed man. I forgot that this was that I mean, the it, other half I know, of this same. episode. I forget that too because this the that the cheese man storyline really takes over. But it, it's not a bad episode. No, I loved it. It's I actually really a like good it. episode. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really well written episode. It's a mm-hmm. funny episode. Um, but I just don't like the storyline. <laughs> You say it and they take a large swig of water. I don't. Um, yeah. What did you guys think of this episode? I love that when we've been uh, posting the episodes on Facebook and Twitter, you guys are responding right in that thread. Yeah, so I love we're it. getting so many good conversations talking about the episode. So fun. So let us know what you guys think about it. Uh, and if you're following along with the podcast, the next episode we will be watching is What a Difference a Date Makes. <laughs> Ooh la la. Do you have a golden takeaway? Should I go first? Um, yeah, why don't you why don't you go first? Okay. My golden takeaway <laughs> from this episode is for everybody out there in all of the land to do a DNA test, to do like one of those 23andMe tests. They're really fun, actually. Like they're fun to see sort of where you come from and stuff. And it's really even more fun if you can get like your mother to do it with you because then you can see all kinds of different areas of, you know, where you come from and stuff. That's my, that's a boring golden takeaway. No, I know, that's but, a great golden takeaway. I, I highly recommend it. It is worth the money. Um, I think my golden takeaway is, um, if you love someone so much and you have to be with them, if you love someone, I appreciate <laughs> That you would want to travel very, very far to get to that person. Mm, yes. However. However. If traveling to that person get means that you put them in danger, then I think you embrace the phrase, uh, what's that thing when you say, let it fly away? <laughs> uh, fly, be free. Like, let it fly away. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. No. Let no, it go. No. 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 <laughs> Can't hold no. me back anymore. No. You don't like that song? I love that song. I heard that song way too many times. <laughs> Why? If you love something, let it free. If you love someone. Or you're going to squeeze it like Rose with the baby bunny or something and kill it with your hand. <laughs> it is better to have lived... And lost. <laughs> no, you guys know what I'm saying. Oh, That's my golden takeaway. God, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. <laughs> this has been Out on the Lanai. Yes. Everybody. Everybody. Please tell your friends and family all about this podcast. Tell Share it all over social media. All over it. You know, we're coming up on the last season soon. So let's <gasps> see if we can get as many listeners as possible for this last season. There's so many big things planned. Oh, my God. We're just going to extend it so that we never have to end. But at some point, we'll have to end. Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> let's not make this a sad thing. <laughs> And if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And you can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com or on facebook.com slash golden girls podcast or on Twitter. We are at golden girls pod. Keep those messages and comments coming. If you guys want to donate to the podcast, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate where you can leave us a one-time donation or set up a monthly donation through Patreon. All of the money goes to costs associated with making this podcast and giving it to you without ads for free. 
And where can they follow you? You guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Squid Eat Squid. And on Instagram, I'm Squidzy. And you can watch new episodes of the IMDb show that I am co-hosting every Friday. They drop on imdb.com. We just had an episode drop with Alan Tudyk, um, who's an amazing actor. He's done a ton of voice work. He does... So much stuff. My favorite movie of his mm-hmm. is a Sandra Bullock film called 28 Days. Yes, that's right. He was in 28 Days. Yeah. I actually know him best from, I was a huge, am a huge Strangers with Candy fan. And uh, he played a cult leader named Father. Yes. In a two-parter. Yes, he did. And when I brought this up to him, I was like, out of all the amazing things on your IMDb credits, I was like, the one that excites me most is uh, your two-parter on- an early credit, too. On, yeah, on Strangers with Candy. And yeah. then I started singing. I started singing the song that they all sing. I said, I'm going to sit at the welcome table, everybody. And he started going, Father, Father. <laughs> and then we both did it. And I was like, this made my day. None of it's in the episode. Oh, sad. But So that's a little behind the scenes. Yeah, you guys should watch it. It looks fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. They haven't yet. I recorded a bit- where I talked about my Golden Girls obsession. They haven't put it in an episode yet. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they will, because I feel like that's a really important thing that people need to know about me. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. tell it to everyone. Everyone I go to, I wear this jacket most places, and I have the, these uh, You Silly Duffer sort of pins, and they uh, people are all like, oh, my God, I love your pins. And I'm like, wait a second. And then I take it off, mm-hmm. and I show them the tattoo, and they, they blow Freak up. Freak out. That's a, yeah. that's, that's a really fun... And it actually is yeah. a fun crowd. Please. And people now are like, like, friends of mine will just be like, show them the tattoo, and they start taking off my jacket for me. And I'm like, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hands to yourself. Yeah. I got to do this on my own time. Yeah. I got to do a reveal. Mm-hmm. It's dramatic. Yes. Got to do a cheese man. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Billy, the, Billy the club. Get me a fake ID. My girlfriend's about oh, to blab. Oh, God. Fun I hope the police, I hope, I hope the receptionist isn't, isn't eavesdropping on this conversation. I've been on America's Most Wanted half a dozen times, you know. <laughs> it's an acknowledgement. I wonder how many people are still listening. No one. Okay, guys. <laughs> guys, remember, as always, stay, stay golden. golden.